is cold. Don't be afraid. You have stolen my dreams. A green hydrogen powerhouse. Let's talk about climate change. Yeah, something new and different he's bringing to Radio National. Climate alarmism, I mean, honestly. How dare you? This is the last chance. Well, you might remember it was little more than a year ago that Origin Energy announced it was planning to bring forward the closure of Australia's largest coal-fired power station, Araring. The company said it wanted to close the station in 2025, seven years earlier than previously planned. But with energy bills soaring and alarm bells sounding about potential power shortages, the New South Wales Treasurer, Matt Keane, has flagged the possibility of an intervention to keep the lights on at Araring. Tony Wood is the Grattan Institute's Energy Program Director. Welcome back to RN Drive, Tony. Good afternoon, Andy. These comments from the Treasurer come at a time when consumers are seeing their power bills continue to rise. Uh, I definitely had the conversation with my wife over the weekend about improving our solar panels on our roof. Just when you look at the bills, they just keep on going up and up. Um, Of course, there's delays to key renewable projects like Snowy Hydro 2.0. Is an intervention by the New South Wales government a real possibility here or is it just rhetoric whilst the New South Wales uh, state is in election mode? Well, look, you'll never be able to completely separate the politics from the politicians, so um, I wouldn't even attempt to interpret um, what a, a leader or treasurer would be saying um, during election campaigns. But um, I can understand also, however, why Treasurer Keane has said what he has, um, and that's because there has this journey towards a low emissions future was never going to be smooth. It's always there's going to be bumps in the road. Things happen that people haven't forecast. They're unforecastable, if that's a word. We saw some of that's happened last year, in the middle of last year, and the concern is that we could see some potential problems down the track a bit if certain things play out the way you were describing in your introduction. And in that world where of uncertainty, trying to decide what happens with a big coal-fired power station like a Raring, which probably – could have a couple more years of life in it yet. I don't think it's physically deteriorated. Um, But on the other hand, it's financially stressed because of what's been going on. So the question then arises, how do we create more certainty and confidence that we won't have any interruptions to reliability while we do continue the pathway towards low emissions? I mean, for their part, Origin says there's no change in their timeline at this stage, but they'd happily talk with the New South Wales government if circumstances were to change. What sort of conditions or circumstances could change for the government to initiate well, talks? Well, I won't, you know, obviously you should confess that over 10 years ago now I worked at Origin, so um, I should declare that. But look, any company in that situation that hears a treasurer talking like that might say, well... If you'd like to pay me enough money, of course I'll change my mind. Now, I don't think that the Treasurer is necessarily setting up that sort of negotiation. That's a little bit of a maybe a long bow to draw. But you know, I think when the, the, when companies like Origin, a listed company, we already know, I'm sure, that you know, your listeners would know that Origin is the subject of a takeover offer from a big private equity firm. But companies in that situation are obliged to inform the market, investors and shareholders and the consumers, of what their decisions are. So if their current decision, and that always is subject to the information we have now, says that given all that, we are going to bring forward the closure of Araring because the rapid increase in renewables probably means that it's not necessary and its profits are declining. Now, of course, if those situations change, and those are always built upon the assumption that Snowy Hydro was going to come through on time, that the Curry Curry gas-fired power station was going to come through on time, both of those have been delayed by a year. 
the circumstances have changed. So both Origin has a situation where maybe it might consider changing that timeline, but if it does, it would, once it formally makes that decision, it would normally advise the market. It hasn't done so yet, obviously, because that's what they've said. But equally, the government gets very nervous when these things happen, like Snowy Hydro and Curry Curry, and they say, well, we're concerned that we might have a problem with reliability. So in both cases, the company and the government, whoever's in government, even after the next election, has a concern about maintaining reliability and maintaining investor confidence. And there will be conversations probably already happening, Andy, to try and resolve, okay, new information, what do we do now? Do we try and do something? Remembering that one other piece of information that's worth remembering is that in Victoria, the Victorian government, even though the closure of the Yalorn coal-fired power station was brought forward um, in a similar way to Araring, they also did a deal with the owners of that power station to make sure it didn't close early. Forgive me for lapsing into politics, not power generation for one small minute, but AEMO's latest electricity statement of opportunities came out recently. It sort of sparked headlines like Australia is staring down the barrel of blackouts. Who do you think was most spooked by that, the politicians or the power generators? <laughs> well, you mentioned talking about to your, your wife about solar power. I mean, if you discovered that, I don't know how many kids you've got, but if your kids have drunk all the milk today, and you get a call to say, Andy, on the way home, would you pick up some milk because we're going to run out? And you say, oh, my God, we're going to run out of milk. Um, the answer is get some more. And so IEMO is giving notice to everybody, the government, the investors, consumers, that given the numbers they've got now as the result of the latest information, if we don't do anything now, in 2027 or so, we could face shortages. Now, unfortunately, sometimes the media says, oh, my God, blackouts, blackouts, blackouts. That's not necessarily the case at all. AMO publishes a document called a statement of opportunities. This is a, this, this is identifying the places you can buy the milk from on the way home, basically, and that's what should happen. Now, there's nothing guaranteed about this, and I don't want to you know, sound too offhand about it. The issue here is how do we make sure that happens? Not surprisingly, politicians react very badly, as they as they probably should, to headlines that talk about blackouts. But the reality, reality is that there are a number of things that could be done to meet a looming shortage. They include gas-fired power stations. They include delaying the closure of a raring. Um, that's what has to happen. And they also include big, more storage with um, more transmission. Now, that's where the challenge arises because we can't just do this with more renewable energy and bigger batteries. Batteries are great for short-term stuff. What we're concerned about is what happens when you have extended periods of time or days or even weeks when you get low um, solar and wind output, and that happens. So we have to plan for that. The gap has to, be, has to be filled, but there will always be a combination of financial positioning and political positioning around this because energy fundamentally is a big political issue. Yeah, well, it touches every household and every household <laughs> votes, I suppose. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Tony Wood is the Grattan Institute's Energy Program Director. Thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon. Thanks, Andy. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.